Welcome to Get to the Good Part, Part 2 of Chapter 9, When We Left Off. This chapter gave Ryan post-traumatic teen flashbacks, Audrey reflects on the fashion sense of Artemis, and John suffers Chris's bad Connery impressions. Now that we are caught up, let's get back to the good part. We're trying to kind of figure out, or at least, uh, at least, uh, Artemis is, is trying to figure out what the fuck has happened in the past few hours before she got there. Uh, she's not really sure at this point in the chapter whether or not Wade has has, has faced a Serac or beaten him. Um, and Wade is doing the best that he can to kind of hide the fact that he has. And he's doing, I, I gotta say, like, and, and again, hindsight is twenty twenty. And having read the book, but also seen him kind of move through the challenge, like it's it's pretty obvious that he's bullshitting his way through this scenario. And I don't know how she didn't pick up on yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, "Hello, I'm waiting." Like he's yeah. just standing there for several minutes, <laughs> or I I at least imagine like forty seconds of nothing, and then he finally responds to her. Did you notice what? that? It was like. Hello, yeah. are you gonna respond? And then she's like, okay with his response. Right. But outside of that, even it, like you and I had kind of talked about this a little bit earlier today, is like 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 he has a very like if he if like imagine outside of the book, like we've got a lot of background on him. Excuse me. But if the only background you had was the conversation between the two of them up to this point in the chapter, you would be like this is the most vapid, boring motherfucker I have ever talked to because he's just giving her no answers. Like he's giving her nothing in the conversation. He's just being very, like very, very dodgy and dismissive. Like he's, he's holding not really his cards. Much. He's like saying like, yeah, I like your shit, but I don't really have a whole lot to say. Well, he's holding his cards close. I mean, first off he's in a shit position, which is I he's just that. having come away from, Beaten us, beating a Sarek, but from her perspective, he's having come away from losing to Sarek, which means he had to run for his fucking life because of the shit he's wearing. Right, there's no way. Like, like, like he has his lie is becoming less and less believable. It's you know, it, it it's, it's kind of like Yoda playing stupid. You know, until you realize that he oh. actually was like a fucking kick-ass Jedi. And you're like, holy yeah. shit. He was really just fucking with him. Well, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's close. Don't yeah. worry. Just wait. Eat this fucking soup that I made. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, in that but perspective, I mean, a- he, he's really trying to hide his cards. Yeah. And I, like, I get that. Like, I, I just, like... And, and again, it's it's hard for me to separate between like you know what what he's putting out there and what she's picking up. I think that's the theme of this chapter is trying to feel out, uh, you know what what he's offering or what she's offering and what he's picking up or what she's picking up. It's a dialogue between two characters who don't really know their stake in this mm-hmm. one very particular and fucking specific thing. That yeah. nobody else in the world could understand, but the two of them because they're there. You know what I mean? And it's it's hard to tell where each of them are in the conversation. It kind of shifts throughout the chapter. But in this particular part, when they're you know finally starting to get to the meat of the conversation, like the very beginning is about like you know, hey, I'm a fan of yours. Hey, I really like what you're doing. And, you know, hey, how did you get here? You're fucking, yeah. you know, she knows he's nothing, like, from the beginning. Yeah, then you like, get to this Whoa. point in the conversation where where it's like, you know, it, it, it's like two people and you, you know one of them's bullshitting and the other one's not. And you start to kind of lean into, so uh, so what happened when you faced a Sarak? A Sarak? Well, she's bullshitting, oh, that's, too. That's the Demi-Lich that you must have faced if you were still here. 
You she's know I mean? bullshitting like, too, though, because she says, "Well, I've been coming here for three weeks," and then she gets upset. And then she says, "Well, I've been coming here for five weeks." And she's blah, exaggerating, blah. but her bullshit's a little bit different from yeah, his. Because... Right, right. He's like, "Oh, well, I guess I'll come back tomorrow and try to face him." Well, right. To be honest, I understand like, at this that. point in the chapter, there's really no bullshit because they haven't really broached the subject yet. Like this is the very introduction. This part of the chapter is the very introduction. Introduction to the subject, like, hey. You know, there's there's a Sarah. How did you face him? And yeah, I feel like it's brought up from her angle to say, so <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? None what of this doing makes here? sense. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, she does. But she's being polite, kind of. Well, like, they're both they're both keep, keeping their why? cards close to their like vest, but still trying to feel the the other one out yeah you're feeling the other one out that's the thing like, and i kind of and i feel like the, the the respect that the gunters have between each other kind of uh fast forward that conversation i get that if if i meet someone in a bar then i'm gonna be polite to them if I'm playing fucking, I, I don't play a sport, so I can't really, I can't really bring a relation point in there. But if I'm competing against somebody, right, and they're on the same level as me, and we're, you know, but it's different because they're competing is against each other, but they appreciate what each other does. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I'm here to defeat you. It's, it's more of. We're here together to discover the truth. But they're not. It's that, that defies their entire reason for being there by themselves. They're not no, a clan. I, no, it's an honor amongst thieves. How do you mean? Yeah, thieves. I mean, I, I just I feel like they're both of the same vein, but yet there's like a code in which in which I'm, we're not going to help each other out but we're going to be honest with each other at the same time. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I, you know, I don't think she <laughs> has ahead, the somebody same responded. I, I don't think she has the same level of honor that we've been talking about between him and H because right off the bat, she goes, Hey, have you got any tips? Hey, let's work together. Hey, why don't we, why don't we like, I'll go in and you'll go in, or maybe we should go in and play together at the same time. Like she's looking for an angle to, to do a little co-op, to do a little, it, you know, like two artists get together because to at first she's be, but at first, you know, he's like, oh, I lost. But she doesn't, she's not believing him. Well, you I, know? I think like the bullshit, she starts to call him on that. And then he has to backfill. Yeah. Because she does assume. It's like, that, oh, I that, had to fight him and I had a bunch of HP points. And then she's like, well, you're level you must. Well, she's like, you like, must be really hurt. So let me give you a hand. <laughs> but there's no way for her to fucking yeah. know. That, she that thinks she's like, like, let me heal you, sincere, and then, and then maybe, like, let's face him together to see what's what's different. Because I've yeah. been pa- facing him for five weeks, and it's the same thing. So, did you feel like that was sympathetic, or that was like, like, I think teasing, was like, hey, you're bullshitting me, and you're not being forthcoming. I think she's <sighs> being honest, and he's bullshitting. Yeah, like she was being sincere, and then she'd be kind of like, the other wait a second, around. huh? I I felt like she could detect that he was he was bullshitting. I, well, I feel I was like he's there. I feel like she he's bullshitting the entire time, and she's seeing through most of the BS. Well, I don't think like she's suspicious. Like he gives an answer, she's like, okay, no, and not then a moment later he says like, something that's not just quite like, right. No, wait, wait, wait. This doesn't that doesn't make but sense again, because like, you're how did how did you take a Sarek down if you're level ten? I feel that like doesn't you're make under, any sense. You're underplaying her intellect here. Because she figured this out before he fucking did. So she's clearly thinking on the same wavelength as him. So I feel like she's sussing him out this entire chapter. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the one thing that made me somewhat suspicious about her as I don't know if a character intellectually is the right word to say, but but she she's been here for five weeks and she's said that she's been practicing joust for five weeks, but like if he can play his cards close to, close to the vest, so she can, so can she. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, she's I feel like they're both doing it. Entire fucking chapter. They're both doing it. The only time she's really catching him is when he's being a dick. Like so when he's standing there and she's saying, "Look, you know, lucky for you, you got away." And he's like, 
oh, I got hit points galore. And she's like, yeah. oh, really? Because you look like a level 10 wussazoid. And you're Whatever using the, fuck the fucking we armor you're using and the sword shit they found on the ground. up here. <laughs> so yeah. when he's kind of being a jackass, she's jackassing right back at him. Yeah. But at some point, she has to realize he got away. If anything, she was yeah. the vulnerable one. You know what I mean? Like, she put herself out there a little bit, and he lied to her. You know what I mean? So I totally understand yeah. her response. Yeah. Like, getting angry and just being pissed. Like, I... Yeah. So she's like, "Hey, yeah. you're you're Gunter. I want a friend." From her perspective, like she's she's still being pretty honest with him, for the most part. So like, you felt like yeah. she. Was I being found this sweet. a while ago. I've been trying to beat him at joust. Yeah. Like he was I've been coming here for a while. Like, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I lost. I guess I'll come back tomorrow." But again, so you like, felt he has sorry, more. Man. He has more to gain. From this yeah. whole so you felt thing. like you felt like she was being entirely sincere. Yeah. From the get-go. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think she was being entirely sincere, but I think she was being more honest than Yeah, he was. her her motives are always clear to me. It's always about, you know, the hunt. And with him it's somewhat about romance and, you know, being interested in point. her. Yeah, and yeah all this I stuff, don't know. She's only interested in the hunt so far. Right. I don't know past this chapter, but I but I do I I think you do get a grasp of like like we've said, like the honor amongst thieves, but like that the just the unspoken code of Gunters. Well, I, I feel like I feel like what Audrey's talking about more here is like the yes and of dealing with guys. Like and that's what she's dealing with. You know, where it's like where it's like, yes, I'm all about the hunt, and then the guy comes in and is like, Yeah, I'm all about the hunt too. And <laughs> No, no, no. But I, I think that's yeah. where I think that's <laughs> I where wrong? they. No, no. I think that's where they, uh, kind of, uh, get each other on a different level. But I feel like in the oasis itself, like the whole goal, like this is, this is a huge deal. Those, these are the only two characters that we know have discovered this area. Right. And despite whether or not they're opposite sex or not, uh, there's there's a respect on a a level of Gunter. Well, no, she, I, she all out says it. She says, I want yeah. you to know that I respect you. I acknowledge your skills. And then she goes into apologizing for the trash talking. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a there's a, a mea culpa that breaks into them being real with each other. The difference is that when she reaches that level of being real, He's still lying. Yeah. He's still won. He he, still he lies the from the beginning of this chapter to the end of this chapter. Yeah, right up until she calls him out, until she finds yeah. out. And, not to and mention you... not to mention the things that he observes about her. And this is one thing that stood out to me in rereading this chapter is that everything that he observes about her almost almost hundred percent is superficial. Yeah. Think, well, like Ryan, how think if you didn't think if you didn't have his inner monologue, he'd come off as a creep. Yeah. Like, what if you had he her would. inner monologue yeah. and not his? He'd like you'd be like, I don't trust this guy at all. Well, like, well I mean, like he'd just be some his, guy in the hunt. Even his inner monologue, if you think about it, like the you know, it's it's working for me. Like, yeah. and then the whole thing, like you know, where she she puts her sword back in a figure eight fashion super smooth like everything yeah. that he says it's like you're not really re- like you're recognizing her like you there's there's two levels you recognize her on one for her success and that's confirmed by other people and then the second for the very superficial movements that she's making which are almost tied to how you're attracted to her it, it's just which, which are completely fandom, but... separated from her skills and why she got here and like I feel like that's one thing he doesn't address, and it really bothered me when I read back through it because it's like I read through it the first time so effortlessly without yeah. noticing it, and then when I read back through it, I'm like fucking shit. Like that's that's almost like a like a, a ge- like a gender predisposition where it's like I like like he if you read through the chapter. At no point does he really fully address her skill. Everything he addresses is is completely 
almost superficial. I mean, am I wrong? I, I might be going. Well, I mean, in the Oasis, it's it's all superficial because it's not real. Sure. All right. Sure. It, but but to Chris's but to Chris's point, he lies throughout the entire chapter. Jeff. Sure. I mean, he has and to. She, That's and she, she's still playing the game. Right. She's still playing the game. And then over to over the chapter, she divulges more and more information about herself. Now, a lot of uh, some of that is due to her frustration with the Tomb of Horrors itself. But she becomes more and more honest, I feel, through this chapter than he does. Because I feel like he's just trying to hide as much as he can. Well, he's used to doing that. Right. I don't know, I don't but know about this chapter, Mark's I feel Gunter's like she is, she's the more honest character than he is. And if you were to read this from her perspective, it would be really interesting. Yep. But again... Yeah, I'd, if I was her, I'd feel betrayed. Because here she's going right. to let down her guard to Audrey, be herself. Hold on, he has Audrey, not. Oh, no, no, Chris is making a good point. The same one I was going to make. Um, basically, you know, he's got more to lose. This is all he has, you know, and we don't know her background. We understand his, and he. this is yeah. everything for him. So I get why he's lying and all that. And it it sounds like his angle's different than hers because yeah. when we, we talk about, you know, it, it, what him and H have as independence is very different than the rest of the Gunters. Because Gunters across the board are in clans. They're working together. They're spreading their knowledge. They, you know, from a mutual respect between H and and Parsifal is a very different perspective, which is I'm going to get there on my own. I'm going to be the best because I'm going to know everything. And that's better than anyone else. It's a level of, like, self-righteous geekdom. Look at... And she doesn't have that perspective. She comes yeah. right in and says, well, hey, let's take turns. Let's work together. Give me some tips. And but he's kind of, that's not his world. She doesn't world. want help, though, at the same time. She she's asks like, well, for let's, it. Let's, but she, no, she's like, let's see what happens. If we both encounter a Sarek together, exactly. let's see what happens. I've been at this for five weeks, and I haven't been able to beat him. But if we both confront him, what happens? That's a good point. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's crack this. Yeah, let's crack this code together instead of I need help. It was more of like let's just see what happens. Then I can't do this on my own because I feel and like we, she still has the strength, the inner strength to to go at this by herself. And and yeah, and he and when he basically says I you know I work alone, she goes into well. Let's just see what happens when yeah <laughs> when there's two of us in here. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. I mean, like, like I'm not saying that like it's a deceitful thing. I mean, it's the right thing to do if you're her. Yeah. It's like let's keep you around. I feel like for exactly. her, her personal feelings towards him throughout the conversation sort of impede. I don't think she has any impede. That's the no, thing. It, no, but I think she does. Really? Why? Why? Why would she? Because what, she what asked, motive did she have? That not that she feelings she doesn't ask point. for help, but she's like, "Hey, you're here too. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens if we both go at him." Because I've been going at I it think for. They, they I told you three weeks. Chapter, I said that? three weeks, but now that I'm ranting, I'm going to say five weeks. That yeah. that does make a big point. Like I did not think of it that way, but I think you're opening my eyes a little bit to what she was trying to do. You know, she's doing it in a polite way, in a friendly way, but I was taking it as her being like, don't leave, you know, which is part of it, but she's also trying to learn. So I, I yeah. do get that, and that's obviously what she's doing. Yeah, she's, Anybody she's playing a game fence. would do the same thing. They're both on the fence in, in a different way. He's more emotional, and she's more, like, game-oriented in that way, which is kind of cool. Now, there's another thing to keep in mind is that they're both obsessed. They're both as far as she knows, on the precipice of beating, getting the first key. No one's done it. And she's been at it for 10 weeks. Five. Whatever. Five weeks. Five. <laughs> Don't get into details. Come on. Go Four. say five weeks. It'll she's, make editing easier. She Two doesn't weeks. even know. She is <laughs> Two desperate. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Fuck. She is desperate to move forward. Yes. And this kid is, that it? is the key potentially to yeah. moving forward. 
I don't. Here is someone that, with their combined efforts, they could potentially get past it. And for her, using another person, maybe, yeah. maybe even coercing this person to give her a hand, not beyond her. It's would be beyond me. We don't know me. her exact motive, and we've discussed this in previous episodes. Uh, I don't know if uh, when you get to a point in a video game where it's just like imp- it, like it seems impossible to beat. And you just keep trying and trying and trying on this point, like imagining like, yeah, and then rage <laughs> quitting. Yeah, but I'm imagining somebody else come like you encountering somebody else in that instance. Like, hey, wh- what did you do? But don't tell me how to beat it. Right. I, I, I want to move off of this point, but I do want to bring up one thing. I think it's important. It's important to me anyways, that that we, you know, to call her desperate. I think is a bit of a reach. She's beating her face because she yeah. can't beat it. She's literally yeah. pounding on She's her head with her obsessed. haptic glove. Obsessed. Well, she all can't obsessed, sleep. Though. Her grades are going to shit. She hasn't eaten. She's obsessed. <laughs> yeah. She'll do anything. But they're all obsessed at this point. I quote, come on, hold up a sec. She said, her voice softened. Please? Yeah. She begging. just kind of begged towards the end, like, yep. hey, come on, can you just help? Can you just, just face him with me? Please. Just my... Also, I'm okay. pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Let me please. bat my eyelashes. Yes. But she knows. She gets she more knows desperate wh- than he does, which shows she's more humility than he does. Uh, maybe desperate's a, a bad word. Maybe f- very no, deeply it's, frustrated. It's, no, it's desperate. I feel like it's unfair to call her desperate. And here's the reason. Go ahead. She fucking got there first. She was the first one to find the fucking key. It's and still nobody's bringing that up though. for some reason. She's she been the first one for, for 20 weeks one. now. So to her, to her, she doesn't know that he's reached, he, he's beat a Sarah yet. She does not know that. So at this point, there's no incentive for her to act that way because she assumes that he has been beaten. And he, she assumes that if you've reached this level around the same time as me, you're going to have about the same time as I did. She's assuming yeah. that, which she points yeah. out when she says, and this is a good segue into the next part. You beat him on the first fucking try. Yeah. She is astounded by this fact. She cannot believe it. Why? Because at this point, at this point in the chapter, she assumes he is a peer. That's why she lets her guard down. She lets her guard down because she assumes that he is on the same level. Or beneath she, her. Or beneath. Right, exactly. Same or beneath, yeah. The same or beneath. She's she not never threatened at any by point, him. Yeah, never at any point is trying to, like, throw herself on the fucking rails like, I need your help. She's she's looking at it as like a fucking battle buddy, like dude. We, yeah, I can't figure this shit out. What, honestly, like, what are you kind doing? Of, uh, like, uh, what would you do? I don't know what if what you guys thought about this point when they were first questioning the PvP point, like because neither one of them knew is this a PvP zone right. or not, and she pulls her sword, yeah, and does and a, takes a swirl and attacks. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> Agree. Yeah, and then he defends himself, which they don't. They Poorly. don't. It, yeah, but Poorly. but they don't. In <laughs> yeah. fact, yeah. Uh, I imagine like <laughs> yeah, just like oh. <laughs> Oh no! I would have like been the same. It was more of yeah. a wince than a fucking but defense. They d- <laughs> but they don't hit each other, so like they like obviously it's in a non-PVP zone. Yeah. But right. did she know that, or like because she seemed really confident about like, well, let's let's find out. And he's like, oh fuck, <laughs> this is better. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't like. I don't even know that that came from pride. To me, it came from like. Like, I, I honestly think that it was, you know, after the first, like, couple minutes of them being together, she yeah. kind of let her guard down. And I don't think she let her guard down because she thought, well, this guy's not a threat to me. I think she let her guard down because it's almost like we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think her sword strike was offensive or just, just a, let's see what, what happens in here's the thing here's the thing now this is really interesting here's the thing (laughs) 
Sorry, that's your trademark. It is what it is. Here's the thing. (laughs) At the same time he's thinking it, she does it. Yeah. There that's that's the author communicating to you that they're on the same fucking wavelength. They're thinking the same things at the same time. Now, so you know, to, I I think on you know a periphery read, you'd be like, oh well, that's love, and they're just connecting with each uh, other. But I don't think that's what it is. I don't, I think that I don't know they if he would do fucking, that to her, even if she had the key. You know what I mean? You know, the more I read this, the more it feels like he's disposable, he and then he's not, and then. She catches us on catches him on some shit, and then she tries potentially to kind of get him over. There's plenty of psychological Let's learn studies together. I'll let where you, you emulate what you want another person to do. Letting your guard down disarms someone else. Saying "I'm sorry" gets them to disengage. Right, and again, she doesn't seem to get real and put all that bullshit aside until she finds out he's lying and then it's it then it's oh we are equals you know yeah well no no no. good point i mean he was disposable though that that whole act of like oh i will easily sacrifice you like that would have i would have done that in a heartbeat (laughs) 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 i really would have done that if it meant me getting he'd be a dead man yeah in a heartbeat yeah, yeah, but but, but I, I get it. But again, that that opens the door for war. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and then she's and, trying to like reel him back in. Like, oh, maybe I can use that. Yeah, now. there's a lot of flirting on her part <laughs> oh, to yeah. get him to open up and to break down. The turning the head, just, is smiling. But is it? But is it? If, if, but is it flirting? That I don't had, think flirting that has no. You wait. You said flirting, right? I said I don't think it's flirting. Okay, you just said it was flirting, though. Uh, so so, was, so she was. Oh, okay. I'm, you're I'm, you're I'm changing actually, your mind. I'm kind of coming back around to thinking that she is okay. a much more clever uh, manipulator. <laughs> I, I was trying to comment this on chapter. your comment of her flirting, but then Sorry. you changed your mind. Uh, okay, if that's what we're while calling I was it, combating flirting, that. Okay, go on. I appreciate that. I no, no, it's okay. If you don't think that she's flirting, then that's fine. If she's I think just she's trying to manipulate, then then okay. She can't kill him. She can use him. And how can she use him by getting him to disarm himself and to make right. himself which useful she for which her she purpose. realizes that she can't defeat him or take him down uh, within the first page or two of this chapter. So a lot of the the rest of this chapter is her manipulating him to serve her purpose. Trying to convince him to. Yeah, which is, help me figure out how I can get the key. Yeah. And then she realizes at the end, or towards the end, which I'm sure Ryan's been dying to get at since, I don't know, See, initially I was thinking that he was the asshole for lying. Wait, 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 hold on. And then blank stare. Blank stare. (laughs) Wait, wait a second. What the fuck is this bullshit? You're on the fucking scoreboard. Yeah. Like, then then that, it really. That's the moment that like, oh, everything. Fuck. Shit yeah. gets real on both sides. You're right. You know, that's when they both get really honest. She stops trying to convince him to help her. It didn't work. <laughs> uh, and then she's just trying to slow him down. Well, yeah. this is just like this is like any relationship between two people or or, or any interaction <laughs> you have with people like. Like you lift the fucking veil on the bullshit, and guess what happens? Yeah. You get the real version of two people, right? Yeah, and that's right. what you deal with, yeah. and it requires like, lying about killing a Sarek. I know, and, and and what happens? Like she becomes super fucking aggressive. <laughs> she does, and he becomes he becomes very fucking callow. <laughs> and, and this is a lesson because if you were to tell the truth, then you would cut an entire chapter from a book. But I mean, they do Whoa. exchange cards, and they don't like uncover really? each other to become enemies. No, Not no, I no, I love, I love the back and forth between the two. I, I think it when she becomes real, that's when she breaks down and basically says, "I've been doing this for thirty weeks." Yeah, yeah. And, and you realize weeks, that man. all of this five weeks, all this buildup <laughs> has all of this flirting and eye and cocking yeah. the head, and smiling and please, has all been a means of of trying to get 
some leverage. We invited somebody out of the show to talk. Let's let them talk. All right. Just yeah. for a second. <laughs> They're both a mixture of motive and honesty. And just like anybody, you're good and evil. You're you're self-preserving, you know, ultimately. But, you know, hey, I'm, I want a friend. I want a companion. I think that's it. They're neither good nor evil, yeah. both of them. But that speaks right. to a lot of the rest of the book is like you've got these people who swear to a solitary sort of it's a code path. It's a right. code. But at the same time, like they're still lonely because they're human beings, right? Yeah. So who do you cling to? You cling to other people who are on the same path or trajectory as you are, right? Yeah. And I think that's that's that that brings an interesting it you've got people story. who have technically their own code. Right. Because her code is different from H's code, is different from Percival's code, and we'll realize that there are other yeah. different codes moving forward. But there's a, there's a similarity to their code, which is I do well. They have my own. They have their own principles, and what we're looking at is two very independent people walking the line between humanity and these principles that kind of conflict, which is okay. you know this kind of competition and how they approach it. All right, moving on. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate the fact that this is the chapter where you find out what the fucking end of the book is. Well, how do you mean? I don't get it. Because she says, oh, what I, What would you do with $240 billion? And then he's like, oh, well, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I would build a spaceship to leave fucking Earth and blah, 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 and take my closest friends. And she's like, oh, well, I would, like, cure world hunger. And he's like, oh, okay. That's not the you end of the book. You know what that fucking happens. That's, that's the, not the that's end of the what, book. Okay, I don't care what you say, but that's foreshadowing. <laughs> that's not I, it's foreshadowing to like, hey, my love interest thinks that this is what should happen. Then this is what's going to happen. That's the way it feels. Now I'm going to be. It's going to be awesome. Like I said, this is edit point. Like I no, said, no, it's no, be awesome. no, 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 no. This is no. staying in. No, no, this is no, good. It's not this staying in because fuck bullshit, in. dick, balls, blood, whatever. Uh, it's. I, it's going to be awesome if it's the if it's nothing near that. No, it's going to be no. It's going to be awesome if it's nothing Bullshit near that balls. because what I tainted your track. I love how you guys are just laughing it up. No, no, no. But I'm go just on, saying, on. like this is foreshadowing to 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 an end to a resolve. Um, and so I, what and you're I, saying is he eats the green eggs in him. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that in like a derogatory way. I'm not trying to make fun no. of John. No, he does because we're both we're both we're both fathers. We understand green eggs and ham, so we relate on that level. Yes. Do you, do you remember when you were five and your parental units took you to the gas station and they bought you a candy bar? And the thought comes into mind is my parents are rich, and when I get that rich. I'm going to buy all the fucking yes. candy bars. Do you remember that? No. Okay, John, then you don't relate to this situation because that's what this is. This I don't. Is John, place John, of John, John went to the gas station. He's like, I'm going to get a 401k. I'm going <laughs> no, no. to put the rest uh, in no, a Roth it's IRA. Just, no, what's, uh, no it's just, you get two different points of view at this point. Like, okay. what are you going to do with endless amounts of money? With the world in, in disarray, what are you going to do with with 240 plus billion dollars? His point of view is, I'm going to fucking build a ship and leave because this world sucks. You understand his level of better. Her sure. point of view is, I'm going to solve the world's problems. And in most <laughs> love stories, he says, oh... At the end, he says, oh, well, I'm going to feed the, the hungry, let and me, we're going to solve me, the world's problems. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Well, I, let me just give you, you some degree of comfort what's here. what's going to happen after Chapter 9. So I can't. Just let me I can't. So let me just, we'll you can't. laugh about this let me, later, Let me Chris. lend some comfort and it's reflect on this chapter. It's two people sitting, talking about a lot of money, going, what are you going to do? I'm going to buy a bunch of fucking candy bars for myself. And the girl going, well, I'm going to buy candy bars for everyone else. That's it. No, that, but what uh, what I'm saying is that it's it's you. I feel like this is a foreshadowing to the to the ending of the book, but it's gonna be great if it differs from this point. One thing that I want to bring up is is dying 
um, because when he's talking to when he's talking to Artemis about you oh, know yeah. fighting the Demi Lich, one thing he brings up is like, if I had to fight the Demi Lich, I would have had to. Cre- would have I would be in the middle of creating a new avatar, which yep. runs completely against what we said in the last episode. Because when you fucking die, you have to completely start over. Yeah, no, that's not, not against not, what not we talked about. Not completely against what we said. No, that's exactly what, what we were maybe saying. Maybe you said. Yeah, that's no, exactly but what we were saying. My interpretation dude. was you start from the beginning. Yeah, new avatar. Yeah, well, that's yeah. from scratch. No, although, Zero although stuff. I will say, I will say that I didn't think he was like start from scratch avatar. Right. I thought it was you start from level zero avatar. Now you start from scratch because he's talking about like, well, I have to like build my my new avatar. So yeah. like, I have to, to to choose my facial features and my clothes and all that stuff. I didn't go that far. You didn't go that far right. either. Do you go back uh, to Scipio? Yeah, you go yeah back to level the beginning zero. Of that. It was level either zero. do you go back to the beginning of the Tomb of Horrors or do you go back to Scipio or what? That went a little further than we had discussed, so I agree with that. But we really couldn't talk about that because that was a chapter. No, I ahead. no, yeah. I know, and and again, kudos well, to the and two again, of you for like not, it doesn't really even fully going clarify further here. Than that but chapter. anyways, it, it's an interesting point for discussion. All right, mm-hmm. so. That would be awful. Like, how, no, how would you get great. to a level like fifty six? Sure, getting that far without dying. Imagine I know, it's all of epic. the battles and everything. Yeah, I could never progress at all if I couldn't respawn. You know, I, uh, insane. I think <laughs> it makes you value. She knows of the Tomb of Horrors for five weeks, and there's a ton of sil- gold and silver. Yeah. And for five weeks, she's going through that, and she can't f- beat a Serac, but she can still level up in that pro in the process sure. but just think of how um, how safe you would want things to be how little risk you would take really right like i, I do right. that anyway and i get to respawn like i <laughs> yeah it's it's funny because like be in in the last chapter he talks about like what he's sacrificing but in this chapter he actually defines what he's sacrificing in the process of the tomb of 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 being in the tomb of horse. If he were to die, he'd have to start from the beginning. He doesn't define that until this chapter. Whereas before he's talking about, well, I would lose everything if I if I yeah. weren't to pass this part. Yeah. But now he defines if I died, I'd start from the very beginning. That's crazy mm-hmm. though. Think about that. And the oasis yeah. and that's like your your profession and everything. You're, you you yeah. have ships, you have spacecraft, you have Everything. We touched upon this. Uh, we touched upon this last episode, oh. which I think I thought was kind of cool. Was the fact that like there's life outside of this hunt? Yeah, it's a it's a whole infrastructure so, like, of economy. Yeah. Well, and if you do that, you also keep in mind. Imagine it's not like a game where you just die and respawn. It harkens back to the games where you had three chances. When you're done, you're done. You're done. You got to start the game over. It's very much like early arcade games mm-hmm. in that sense. But you also have a value for life in the Oasis. And on top of that, you know, the higher the level you are, the more difficult shit you can deal with. That was the the one thing that came into my mind is like, like recently, Remy and I have been downloading these Sega classics to the Xbox One. So like we were playing like Streets of Rage and we were playing Mega Man. We've got like every Mega Man game on Xbox One now. And the thing is, you can save. So, like, like in the middle, like, if you die or you get to a checkpoint, you can save. And then you can go on. And if you die again, you just go back to that last save, right? And it's funny because, like, people talk about how easy games are now. It's like, oh, well, you never die or, like, you get, you know, as, as many chances uh... as you want. And it never really gets, you know, as hard as it was. Well, yeah. there's a lot of hand-eye coordination that went with, like, vintage video games. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, like it's just a different kind true. of experience. Now, like like with modern video games, there there's stick points. There are points where you'll get stuck, you know, but you'll move your way through. But you don't have to fucking start from the beginning, which you did yeah. with Mega yeah. Man. Like you lose your lives, you're done, well, man. Like you so fucking much go of a all the way back to the game back in the day. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of Pac-Man. Mario like Brothers. Pac-Man, Pac-Man, you had to, I mean, you had a puzzle, basically, that you had to complete every level well 
Yeah. Um, but 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 then again, I mean, arcade games were made for you to lose because that's how they made money. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but it still doesn't mean it doesn't mean that RPGs are less difficult because you can no, save. Right. They've evolved, if anything. They've I, they've yeah. gotten to a point where you can be do a journey, you know, and it can last for years. You were talking about Skyrim. Yeah. I'm right. Obsessed. <laughs> uh and I I haven't played Skyrim, but I played uh Oblivion and Morrowind. Sure. Um but yeah, just because you can save doesn't mean that it's any easier no. ahead of time. No. It just means that like, okay, I'm able to save right now. Now I get a number of tries from here on out to complete this mission, but that I doesn't mean, mean it's easy. Imagine it's still difficult. Yeah. Imagine the talking talking Skyrim. Imagine doing Bleed Falls Borrow, the very first fucking dungeon you have to do to get that fucking claw. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yeah. Like imagine you have to do Bleed Falls Borrow oh, no. the first time without dying. Otherwise, if you like, if you die, you have to go all the way back to the beginning and start oh. like from the fucking you know the point where you're in the carriage again. Not only that, like but you, you have the massive maps. You have like crazy horizons. Even right. when you think about yeah. it, like you can just it's, grow and just expand to a level that you can never so do before. It's so much more intricate that yeah. raises the difficulty level. Yeah. Well, the technology is different. Like when you're talking about your earlier gamer consoles, they didn't have onboard memory. There was no saving right. a point. Yeah. You got in. You went as far as you could go, and the game was in how far you could go. Just yeah. like you were talking progress. about programming games in the trash. Like or you, or, you, or you Super get as far Mario as you Brothers. got that night, and then yeah. that was it. Yeah, or Super Mario Brothers, where you can't just start from like let's say level four three. Yeah, when you were on a roll, you were invested. How far can you get from one one to the end of the game? Not where you got from the previous day. It's oh, I made it to to three four. I'm right. going to save and then come back tomorrow night. But yeah. as technology evolved, the experience could evolve. So now when you can, yeah. when you could include memory on board in the system, it was affordable. Now they could say, well, this isn't just about how far you can go. It's actually a story. It's a movie. And we are going to progress a person through so that they feel some pain when they don't succeed but it's not so frustrating that we kick them back to the story. We want them to progress through the story. You're part of an interactive experience or a narration that somebody wants you to go through and enjoy. The ability to have that danger of failing but not being so critical that it kicks you back isn't an advancement in storytelling so much as it is an advancement in technology and then technology opening up better storytelling. And that, so now imagine I, this. Now okay. imagine this. Imagine that it's a race to the end of Mega Man 2, or whatever retro game that you can imagine, right? And you have to start all the way back at the beginning if you lose, right? Yeah. And, and it's nightmarish now. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's 249 billion or whatever it is on the line, right? that could be pretty frustrating if you find out that somebody's cleared level one before you manage to and you've taken two weeks to try and do it that's where artemis is in the story right now because right now what he's what she's figuring out is that in the race to the end he is now one level ahead of her and it's going to be pretty hard for him to drop below that again ryan though i just want to point out how Crazy the oasis is if you have to respawn every time you die. Think of your right. perspective on that. I just I can't even imagine and how expansive it is. There are planets, there are solar systems, all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like that is crazy. And the fact that you can't level up and save, you know? Like yeah. I think that's yeah. really gonna affect the way the players are so competitive. There's real risk. Yeah. But right. as you advance no, yeah, this again, this is what we kinda but that's about. that's I don't know if we uh, I don't know if I kept it last episode, but we talked about this a little bit was there's real risk because it's almost it's not real life, but it's second life effects that happen like it's still whatever happens in the Oasis affects your real life. So you're somewhat cautious in the Oasis. Yeah. 
God, so yeah. your so your life in the Oasis has meaning. The finances in the Oasis is a more stable economy than anywhere else in the world, as stated earlier. So the fact that you die and lose everything is uh, a huge risk. But the upside is that as you gain experience and gold and your levels increase... You become more viable. You become more powerful and more capable of taking on greater risk. And it's not like being a regular human where I can go up to the most powerful person and still take a measly 22 and kill him. Yeah. Not like that. Mm-hmm. So what what i think is key here and to reflect back on is we have now an appreciation that there is a real risk of a character dying and losing everything no she, i was to be clear yeah. i was using that as a segue point to the next part no 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 but about. it's great that he, but it's great that he references that and she just about killed him yeah yeah she made an concerted right. cool. effort to end his life uh, uh, aside from him losing the copper key, if it was not a non-PVP zone, he would be done for. Yeah, not but, cool. Right. <laughs> S but, no Mui Frio. <laughs> which, which also brings up, you know, the fact that, like, it could be anybody. It could be a level one that finds the key. He was level three when he found the key. Right. Give or take. Moving on. If we can, yeah. I try. Is there anything else we want to restate before we, we might? Why? No, don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> All right. What are you doing? Artemis, if you can imagine, is dealing with the fact like, like, imagine you've been playing for two weeks on this one fucking objective. Five. Five weeks. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Five weeks on one objective. Okay, and then some fucking creep off the street rolls in, and then you find out this motherfucker, motherfucker. has actually beaten it in one try. Hashtag she is force cursing. Totally incensed by this. Right. Cannot stand it, and I can't blame her. I'd be pissed too. <laughs> yeah, that's a rage quit moment, folks. Mm-hmm. Level ten, no less. No shit. <laughs> it's a that's, a, that's the great thing about it's a geek off the street, man. We're we're nine chapters in, and it's like, at this point, like she encounters somebody that in, that beats it in one try. He's like the Eminem of the Oasis. It's a huge moment. He's coming you off know? the eight mile fucking like, nails. Who tracks. the fuck are you to know how to beat this this guy in one try? So Halliday made it that way. You know what I mean? He wanted even a level 10 who doesn't have any money or coins or anything to do research and right. progress. Right. It doesn't matter what level you are in the Oasis itself um, in order to progress through the, the hunt mm-hmm. in the Oasis. But it's still like he's a level 3 going through this and she's a level 52. It like That's just a huge gap. And he's he can beat it in one try. Well, she's obviously on... spent a lot of time doing something other than and studying. She's... No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? Why, I think this this harkens back no, no. to the why Latin did that class. Automatically make me feel uncomfortable the way you said it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to. It's just what? the way you said it. Like, the it's dude, the I'm man. Still I trying to go through the chapter, man. I meant like she's getting levels. She's leveling up. No, she's well, not playing the game the and not it. studying. It's the way you said it. I, yuck. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to rewrite it. I'm going to just... All right, never mind. rewrite it. Just to say I'll fucking edit that. Just shut up. Shut it. It's what she was doing instead of... It puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. Damn it. No. Ryan... Uh, you were right in the in the Latin, the Latin learning bit, which was that the Latin part was like that deeper, deepest crevice that you had to go to the place that no, no one crevice. liked. Come on, Chris. Oh, God. Oh, man. I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about crevice. Fuck. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. But I'm thank you. Too. Thank you for, for 
That's why I'm on this podcast. So, Chris, you were talking about crevices and what people do instead of studying. So you're talking about axe wounds, right? Yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) That there is no level of research that you can neglect and expect to get the key. And she even comes out and says, I hate that fucking game. Why would it even be in here? It's just ridiculous. I mean, obviously, she's level 50-something, 52 52. She's been playing in the Oasis and leveling up. She hasn't. He's been spending all that time yeah. studying. He's right. focused yeah. on the deepest, darkest nooks is, and crannies. Is there a point when she when she asks like, "Hey, let's confront this together"? Do you think like if they combined forces, they would like the take Wonder care Twins? of this? They would take care of this in no time whatsoever. No, because I really, I mean. Not knowing past this, not knowing past this chapter, I thought like Audrey and I talked from... about this earlier. Okay, today remind me, and I it does go into the rest of the book. You know what I'm talking about, Audrey? Uh, remind me. <laughs> well, I can't really fully, but later points in the book between Artemis oh, and yeah. Parzival, this is a really good point. If they were to join forces, how quickly would that be resolved? Versus if they were to act independently. Yeah. And what they would do instead. It's weird because Artemis seems like she wants to kind of join forces where he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're like, I'll let you do your own thing. I'll come back tomorrow, even though I'm not going to come back tomorrow because I'm going to Middleton. (laughs) Like, I'll let you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. (laughs) Like, it's it's, nice to meet you. It's also a point of motivation. You know what I mean? Like, would they stay? And you might have to cut part of this, but would they stay as motivated if they joined forces and were, you know, love? I think they would. Mm. I think they would because, <laughs> because at, if, as far as they know, they're the only two that have made it this far in the hunt, which has taken five years to get to. Right. And they know that there's progress to be made. So they know it's real. So I think that the, I think that the that the hunt itself means something, and that the relationship between the two wouldn't interfere with the goal. I, I think I think the initial relationship flirty part is manipulative, and then once the shit comes down, it the relationship gets real, which is now there's real respect between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, that's summed up because in the end of the chapter, when he says, hey, play the other side of the joystick, yeah. he's not doing it because she manipulated him. He's doing it because he's now sincerely interested, and she's taking that up and going, you know, like, well, you know, why did you give me that hint? You know, yeah. I, she didn't force because anybody him. in the fucking world would choose the left joystick. Well, sorry, but, still believe it. But just honestly, like it's player at one, the end for of fuck's sake, after you always honestly, take the left if you can. Honestly, Artemis plays a bigger role in this book. But by the end of this chapter, I don't think it's it's not necessary for her to play a bigger role in this book. I feel like I feel like you you've you get a good perspective on both of the characters. It's an interesting. So whether or not you see Artemis in this chapter and in chapter 10 and beyond doesn't matter because you see a good, you see who she is in this chapter. So John, I'm just wondering, since you haven't read ahead, what do you think about her? Do you, do you like her? That's, Yes or no? You actually like Good Artemis, question. or what? What are your impressions of her? That's just the first impressions that Wade is going through right now. I like her, and 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 I think in this chapter it, you can see her frustration, but not with Wade, but frustration in general. As a defeat. reader, though, yeah. Do you like her? As a man, I. I don't I make this s- uncomfortable, Chris. Her. God damn it. Why do you always have to do that? You don't have no. Fine. I, My bad, John. As a woman. Okay. So you like her. As a Ryan, man. Ryan, go ahead. As a lady. As a lady. <laughs> I've seen her as the love interest from the very beginning of this book. So whether that 
interest develops into something more than just a, a smit him being smitten with her or not, she's an interest. And that might perpetuate him into further stages of the hunt itself. But so you're saying she, she might motivate him a little bit. You, right, right. I don't know if I don't know if her role is to be like the hey, we're gonna end up together and married, as much as we're gonna feed each other the motivation to end this quest by the end of the book. So, do you like her or not? I do like her. She seems more genuine than he does because he's trying to lie. She seems more forthcoming of actual detail and truths than he is until the end of the book when she's like whoa 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 i just pulled up the page you're on the fucking scoreboard piece of shit like you've been lying to me this entire time what the fuck yeah like she seems more forth more forthcoming about details than he has if that makes sense no that's sure. a good take chris you got anything to add before we go it's weird because there are some chapters when we talk and my mind changes on some shit. And this is one of those chapters where after having talked to you guys and having looked at it, I felt like the game was being played up until she saw the scoreboard. That, you know, she was, if she didn't kill him, she was trying to psychologically play him to get his assistance or to get him to crack, or to get him to give her some information, to give her something to the next step. And when she looked at the scoreboard, that's when all the facades dropped. Mm -hmm. There were no more lies on her side or his. And then you saw them really emotionally reacting with each other and being sincere. She was being frustrated. He was apologizing for being a dick. Uh, and, you know, and, and at that point, now that they're being real... They're friendly competitors, but in being so, they're recognizing that they are strong competitors, which is the reason why she threw that wall in front of him and said, you can start running, but I'm going to block you, and you're going to have a hard time getting out. I'm going to be high on your tail soon after, no, so you better start yeah, running. It's crazy how they feel each other out through this entire chapter. But I did not um, feel that way it, when I first read this chapter. No, I right, thought they were right. sincerely but flirting. Back on it, you understand how they're feeling each other out. Audrey, am I seeing too much into this? Or how, what's your perspective as to what you think is how she's playing this? Oh, God. I, I feel the same way. Like, when I first read this, it was just like, a, you know, a tete a tete, like flirting, surface level. I was in such a rush caught up in the puzzle myself to get to the mm -hmm. next point that I took this chapter for granted. So I actually really appreciate that you all invited me on this one because I really feel like I understand them a whole lot more just because we've been able to dig in a bit more. But I'm just like you. I mean, they both have motives. I just think they're regular people. They're self-preserving yeah. and, you know, that they, they like each other and could see a potential to team up. Maybe they didn't have mutual respect for one another, but now they do at the end of the chapter. So let's see where the next chapter takes. I honestly, from from the very beginning of reading this book, and the first time that I read through this, like I get the feeling there's a little bit of cat and mouse going on, but I honestly get the feeling that they are after the same thing, and like whether that goes like you know forthrightly like smacked in your face like you know i mean like they're both after like solving world hunger is a fucking pie in the sky thing flying a spaceship up to the fucking you know to orbit with all of your favorite things is pie in the sky i think that the truth always lies in the middle and i think if you were to find the middle ground between the two of them they're both after the same kind of thing and that's just like peace of mind which is what everybody's after in a fucking post-apocalyptic, you know, sort of universe that this is written in. I mean, they're, they're both after, you know, whether that's, whether you find solace in, in, in providing a solution for, for the masses, providing a solution for yourself, you know, one way or another, I feel like they're after the same thing because otherwise there's nothing to fucking fight for. However you perceive the relationship between Parzival and Artemis, it is what it is. <laughs> to repeat myself from the previous episode. It is what I it is. 
I think that's the theme this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So again, join us on July 28th if you can in Knoxville. Fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> However it works. Yeah. We're doing if it you live. Can't join us on the live stream. More details to come. This has been chapter nine of Get to the Good Part. Well, chapter nine of Ready Player One. <laughs> this is Get to the Good Part. Fuck, I'm tired. All right. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I am John. And this is Chris. And Audrey. Uh, and thank <laughs> you for joining us again this week. So long. Peace. Ham sandwich. Bam. Sandwich. Ham and mayo. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? There's first of all, there's no chance I would have married anybody like that. And second of all, if I ever said that to Jamie, she would fucking gut me. Like yeah, I imagine like a mayonnaise jar just hitting you in the skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your Wait, sandwich. And she goes, "Oh God, we gotta put it back in." Oh, <laughs> brain matter. Let me we gotta keep it cool. Together. A little bit of mayonnaise. Little <laughs> <Ooh>, mayonnaise. <laughs> Keep it all in place. That'll keep it all in place. Your dad is pretty together. little baby. You got no reason to, no got reason to call 911. Oh, <laughs> Ryan's <good>. doing okay. <laughs> Where's your husband? He's in the closet doing a podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to watch the HGTV. Ryan's in the hospital. <laughs> I'm Chris and I'm John. Why is he wearing sunglasses and a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs>